0: And welcome to a special episode of the Gay, the buy and the podcast. Or as you all know it, the Good, the Bad, and the podcast. Where we are doing a special episode looking at LGBT movies with our friend Toby.
1: Hey guys, and it is Pride Month. So, happy Pride Month, everybody. So, we're going to... Uh, oh, I'm Toby. I'm going to be your special <laughs> Mark, Mark guest. Mark looks confused. This, this, uh, <laughs> yeah. this Sorry, episode. Oh. I'm, I'm also the resident gay of the episode. So thanks for having me, guys. Hi,
2: Toby. You're Hello. I feel like you're looking at me. There's a whole audience out there. There is a whole audience out there. And so, I'm, yeah, I'm Charles. This is Kelly. This is Mark. Because we didn't... Hey, you know, nobody guys. Nobody intro. Hey. hey, guys. I'm Mark.
3: Hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm
2: Charles. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I just want to preface, um, obviously, we're doing LGBT films. We understand this is not an all-inclusive list of all the movies out there. In fact... Um, Looking over the list, we kind of left off the L out of the category. Um, Some more like GBT films, but uh, there are a, a ton of good movies that we're not going to cover tonight. Um, that we definitely would recommend. Some uh, Blues, Worms Color, Carol. Yeah, that's another one. Bound. So tons of films, but I think we're going to kick it off. We got eleven films to to cover, so we got a lot, a lot of ground. Uh, we're going to kick it off with Morris, nineteen eighty seven film. British film. Mark, what are your thoughts? You watch this one. Who's got the synopsis?
0: <laughs> Anybody? Anybody? <I'll> pull <laughs> yep. it up. Bueller? Uh, yeah, as I'm pulling up a synopsis, I was kind of fascinated by the existence of this movie. Uh, I had never heard of it. And when I saw that it had uh, Hugh Grant and like all these kind of really famous people, and it was made in the, the late 80s about... These two Englishmen in the early nineteen hundreds who are gay and are like figuring that out. I was like, oh, that's interesting that this this movie even exists and that there was an audience for it. And I was kind of wondering how it was uh, how it was received by audiences. Um, here is a short plot summary, perhaps. Uh, Charles, you watched this too, right, or did you not?
2: I did not. <laughs> we we had a lot of. A lot of stuff on our lists and I, I we were all bad I think except maybe you mark maybe you kept up with everything you were supposed to uh,
0: there's one that I wasn't able to watch but okay, I, think, were all bad. I think two of y'all did too um, so after his lover rejects him a young man trapped by the oppressiveness of Edwardian society tries to come to terms with and accept his sexuality which is to say his homosexuality uh, yeah I mean it it was kind of a I mean, it was kind of long um uh, i was never bored but i was i was i don't know i was wanting it to end sooner so i don't know how that's possible <laughs> right like but i was like it, it was almost like these two big sections of a movie that could have been like two installments almost but uh but like i said i was never bored and i, and I think every scene really had some good dynamic of these characters like struggling with in a, in a time I think it was set in basically 1911 to 1915, I think. Yeah. Uh, early 20th century. Uh, where it was really,
1: yeah.
0: And it, it was just seen as, you know, perverse to even consider that this could be human nature. Um, and everybody, you know, is illegal. And you, you saw one of the more minor characters basically lose his life and his title over it. Yeah. Uh, and what I like is so the the protagonist Maurice is. What's cool about his character is that he refuses to like settle into the normal culture of, uh, of Hugh like like Hugh Grant would be the opposite. His character does, and he settles and he marries a woman and he has kids. And at one point, my, one of my favorite lines was he he tells Maurice, uh, uh, "Aren't women wonderful?" You know, like. <laughs> Like And it's clear that they weren't. It's, it's clear that he was like kind of lying, lying to himself and like, you know, they're so great. It's so awesome. I love women so much. <laughs> uh, but Maurice ends up kind of like living the dream and running away with this uh, this lower class guy he finds at the end of the movie. And uh, and Hugh Grant's character kind of, you know, looks out into the distance and wishes him well in his journey. So it was, it was just kind of cool that this Kel- movie existed. Kelly
2: is sick like of this podcast. Like She's loaded
1: the building. First movie gone. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I enjoyed the film. I agree with you, Mark. It was um, – there were parts where I, – I, it was a little slow. Um, I, I uh, you know, I wish – i could go back in time uh it was late 80s obviously 87 i think is when the movie came out and i would love to have seen it in the context of that time obviously 30 years ago different different era when we're talking about lgbt films um gay rights things like that um i, I don't know i i was kind of bugged a little bit by you know at the very beginning a uh, hugh grant's character clive he uh he basically like tells Morris his feeling Maurice his feelings and um, Morris kind of pushes him away and then it just the entire film like kind of flip-flops where it's now you know then Hugh Grant basically is the one that he's trying to catch instead of the other way around so I thought it was kind of weird um, but also just I guess Hugh grants I mean yes you, you get that he's having to settle and he's having to basically he doesn't want to get caught essentially he doesn't want to. Um, go down that path that the minor character at the beginning he gets caught and he you know gets arrested and thrown in jail and prison all that kind of stuff um, but it, it makes it seem like it's a choice kind of where he's like well if you focus, if you work hard enough at it you can you know you can essentially live a quote-unquote normal lifestyle um, right. and it, it kind of bothered me a
0: little bit I guess but you also I so wish they would have shown more of Hugh Grant like being unhappy with his choice or yeah. like not being yeah, able he... to really, deal he, with having like, forcing himself to be straight
1: yeah he kind of assimilated right like pretty right. quickly but he he wanted to like there was that moment when he uh he basically like you know allows him al- allows clive to or um morris the uh to like hug him or touch him one last time like to remember mm-hmm. remember the past and to always carry it with you but you know from this point on we're gonna you know just be good bros not, right. you know, right.
0: Right. not former lovers, essentially. Did they ever have a physical relationship? They, I think they kept it ambiguous, but I don't think it, it, I don't think they ever actually. Uh,
1: it, it wasn't if they physical, did, right? it wasn't shown. Right. Like, it's okay. just I mean, there's that scene at the beginning where they're like, you know, tickling and all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of hinted at. But um, it's never shown on screen.
0: But they, I mean, but they do show they do show the, rela- the physicality like they show them in bed. Not not those two, but with his with the new guy, I forget his name, the yeah. the worker in the in the place. But they showed them in bed, so that's why Alec, I wasn't sure if we Stutter, were supposed to yeah. infer that he and Hugh Grant were actually together. Because it almost seemed like it was like there's just a bunch of tension, like they never actually commit, like never actually
1: yeah did anything. And that's kind of the weirdness, right? Like like I said at the beginning, like Hugh Hugh Grant comes on to to Morris Maurice, and then. It's it's really the other way around the entire film, so it's it, it's just kind of a weird yeah. dynamic between the two. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was, um, you know, a pretty well made film. I, I hadn't heard about it either um, until until you know this list. So it's a good film. Other other than that, yeah, it,
0: pretty decent. The last thing I was going to say is it it brings up this kind of central question about uh, not just homosexuality, but also just any social issue that's like on the edge of being accepted. as like how much Do like how much energy can you as an individual put into fighting for the cause? Because, you know, like Maurice puts all of it into like he, he can't accept it. And, you know, Hugh Grant settles. But at some point, like. He's like, I gotta live, you know. I gotta live in England in 1911. Yeah. Like, I can't be gay and do that with the life that I'm expected to live, you know. So it's yeah, and it's, that that I think creates a lot of good dramatic tension in movies throughout this list too.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty accurate. I mean, if you think about, he's talking about having to live in England, and and I think there's a comment made that. England is slow, like, you know, go to France, go to um, go to Germany where they're more progressive, I, I guess, essentially, right? Um, England is, is behind the rest of Europe, essentially, and, and it kind of plays out in real life, because if you think about, like, the imitation game um, with Alan Turing, right? Like, in the 50s, and, and he essentially, yeah. he basically saves the world... Um, you know, with um, with with cracking the the German you know Nazi code, and yeah, then yeah. he you know basically gets um, prosecuted for for being gay, and he commits suicide. Sodomy, yeah. Um yeah. You know, so it, it took until the fifties essentially for for um, England to change, and I even think uh, Queen Elizabeth what uh, pardoned Alan Turing just like five years ago. Yeah, recently. Um, yeah. At this point. So it's, it's, you see that well, ben, play
0: out. Uh, yeah, Ben Kingsley had that good line. He played a, he played kind of a Freudian therapist for Maurice, reducing him and kind of allowing him to work through stuff. But he said that England has always been, I don't know if he said slow or just, re, or just denies human nature, you know, like doesn't accept human nature. So good stuff. All right. We want to move on to number awesome. two. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Philadelphia. Um, Just real quick, uh, fearing it would compromise his career, lawyer Andrew Beckett hides his homosexuality and HIV status at a powerful Philadelphia law firm, but his secret is exposed when a colleague spots the illness's telltale lesions. Fired shortly afterward, Beckett resolves to sue for discrimination, teaming up with Joe Miller, Denzel Washington, the only lawyer willing to help. In court, they face one of his ex-employers, top litigators, um, Belinda Conine. So, Charles, this was... uh, yeah, this was one of
2: one of your picks. What'd you think? This is an awesome movie. I don't have you. Did you anybody else watch this one? Uh. Uh-uh. No, I've seen it a long time ago. But this was a. I think it's a really important movie too because um, it's one of the first ones that dealt with AIDS. You know, this was in the early '90s. I think this is '93. '93. Yeah. Um, it dealt with AIDS head on. It dealt with homosexual homosexuals in the. In that community, dealing with AIDS, um, discrimination. And so the movie was important in that place, in that rank. Um, and uh, Tom Hanks won an Oscar for it because obviously he was fantastic. Um, and I, I just really do like it. Now, now parts of it seem dated now, almost quaint, because yeah. uh, everybody's so, you know, it, it's it's a different time, I guess I would say, um, even though it's not that long ago. so, But I really, really do
1: like this movie a lot. Yeah, I mean... it. 93, I mean, that's the era of what Ryan White and going to school and not being able to to go to school um, because of, of him having HIV. I mean, I, I like the film. I thought it was pretty
2: predictable um, Man, in terms of... Kelly a, just a, really hates all these movies. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we get talking about it. She's like, I'm done. She wants to get to her films real quick. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but, but I thought, I mean... It, it, I guess that's the part that bothered me. It was just, as a film, like, obviously I enjoyed the, the topic and I'm, I'm glad that his character, you know, Tom Hanks' character received justice and, you know, eventually, you know, gets what he's what he's seeking. But it's just very predictable. Like, you, you, you knew what was going to happen. Um, I feel like I've seen this film before um, in other... But, as you know, I say, like other-
2: it was really important for its time. I think that's... can't be understated. It really sure. was. Um, uh, there is another movie um, that deals uh with aids that was made in the 90s it's called uh and the band played on Mm i don't know if you guys have seen that but it's about specifically finding the aids virus and uh and uh the you know the different scientists and all that and all the arguing that goes on it's a really interesting movie um and then of course uh uh, angels in america also deals with it later but
0: that was a a really good one too um cool is that the one where they're like play baseball and there are like angels catching the balls and all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. And,
2: uh, <laughs> Just kidding. I think Christopher Lloyd is one of the angels in it. <laughs> Great Scott. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um. Anything else you guys want to say about Philadelphia? It's pretty – we spent like a whole thing on – oh, sorry. All right, Zoe. So
0: I think it was more the people who were talking were a little more like – intellectual about it and just had more oh, to say. Oh, sh- sh-
2: she's back. She's back, Mark. Sorry.
0: All right. No, sorry. Welcome back, Kelly. <laughs> Hi,
1: Kelly. She does not Thanks, like guys. any of these films. I'm yeah, sorry.
3: I'm, I, I, I'm having some problems on this end. Sorry. Okay. I'm back now.
1: Yes. No worries. Uh, what's All our right. next movie? Um, probably your favorite. Adventure, the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen <laughs> of the Desert. <laughs> Why is it my favorite? Okay. Now, who saw this one? <laughs> I saw this one. Nobody besides me, Toby. All right. Let me pull up the description here real quick. This is going to be a, a hoot and a half. All right. When drag queen Anthony Hugo Weaving agrees to take his act on the road, he invites fellow crossdresser Adam Guy Pierce and transsexual Bernadette Terrence Stamp. To come along. In their colorful bus named Priscilla, the three performers travel across the Australian desert performing for enthusiastic crowds and, homo- uh, and homophobic locals. But when the other two performers learn the truth about why Anthony took the job, it threatens their act and their friendship. So This is one of those films where like I watched it and I just don't really know how to feel about it. I didn't I didn't I don't know. It was it was interesting to you know I, I i had never heard about this film um and then charles said hey you have to watch this and again you know it's 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 weird i to tried see.
2: my best not to influence you list I guess, but it sounds like all i did was influence so it. we
1: got we got guy pierce we got hi, guy charles you know we got guy pierce oh, um hugo weaving so we got elrond and um Terrence stamp <laughs> which uh as I recall, he was Chancellor Valorum in The Phantom Menace. And he's uh, um, General Zod in Superman 2. It's just it's just interesting to see these characters who I know
2: from modern day movies. You know, they were in this film back so, in... So this is a... Okay, so this is... Actually, when I was watching this again, and, and again, it's from the 90s, and I haven't seen it in a really long time. Uh, it's... <laughs> I was at, so. This is one of the things I was asking Toby about, and this is kind of a, a more serious question. And and it's not. Toby is obviously he's representing all gay people here today. Um, that's not <laughs>
3: no pressure. No
2: pressure. No, it's not because. I, but I did have some questions like, like, for Toby, like, how do you feel about straight actors playing gay characters? Does it bother you? And that's one question. And then two, um, are there. Uh, are there a lot of... You know, we talk about it. Like it's obviously more acceptable in movies now. But are there a lot of gay actors who are, you know, out publicly playing gay roles? Because it seems to me a lot of the gay no. actors play straight roles. So we, we we're And look- straight actors play gay roles. Yeah,
1: we were looking at the... Even, even the films on this list, um, there's really only one movie, and that's Getting Go, where the main characters are played by... Gay actors playing gay roles, um, yeah.
2: Tanner Cohen and Matthew Camp. I mean, because uh, you know, like we talked about Philadelphia. That's Tom Hanks, right? And and again, uh, one thing I want to mention on Philadelphia, um, Tom Hanks, when he won his Oscar, he thanked a high school teacher, and um, who was gay, and Tom Hanks mentioned him being gay, and that actually led to the movie In and Out. Have you guys seen In and Out? It's a yeah. Kevin Kline movie where basically they had the same thing happen where Matt Dillon played a famous actor that won an Oscar. He thinks Kevin Kline's character for, and tells everybody he's gay, while Kevin Kline hadn't told anybody he was gay and and so in the movie that's what it's kind of about him in this town um, where everybody has to you know figure out is he really gay like and they're dealing with their homophobia and all that. Yeah. Um, so that's that's to the point though. Of what I was saying earlier about Philadelphia, like. Even, you know, it was a big deal that Tom Hanks thinks someone that was gay and it led to another movie about it. And so, um, but yeah, that's a, that's an example of a straight actor winning an Oscar for playing a gay part. Um, we were talking about like, who are, you know, Kevin Spacey. Is one of the actors we're talking about. He doesn't usually play gay roles, though, and he he only came out after the whole scandal broke out, and that was a big deal. <laughs> in
0: order to try to downplay the scandal, yeah.
2: I mean, he was—I guess he light. was bisexual in House of Cards, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. But yeah, we, like we, there's not—I just can't think of that many. Like Nathan Lane is openly gay, and he played—he was a gay character in McKellen. McKellen. The Birdcage. Ian McKellen is one of the most famous ones we could think of. He played—he was in Gods and Monsters. But it just seems to me it's it's kind of this odd period where, you know, like I said, gay actors are playing straight characters and straight actors are playing gay characters, and it, it's just an interesting thing to me. So I didn't know how you felt about that. Like acting,
0: I, Charles. That's the
1: that's well, the idea. Well, but
2: then but then you're trying to act like something I'm, different than you are.
1: I'm, I mean, representing all gay people. Yeah, know yeah, know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. No, well, you know, does it does right? it bother me? Does it bother me? No, not your personal opinion. on this I, is I more. Think, I think I think obviously to Mark's point, like if you can act um you know and and it's and it's believable and and you're the right person for the role i think that's probably more important now I, I understand that there's a there's a huge movement for representation right and and i'm sure there are many gay actors out there who would probably fit some of the roles really really well but you know from from what i see and what i read and and i could be completely wrong but uh apparently you know that it's it's not, it's even this, you know, in 2019, it's not always easy to be out on a movie set. Um, as as crazy as that kind of sounds, um, you know, some people can be blacklisted for for their beliefs and, and you know, who they are. And um, that can still happen to this day. So, you know, I'm sure some actors don't, they don't want to want to share that, that part of their life. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe that's why,
2: you know. Well, they, and it made me think of it like in, in, in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, like Guy Pierce is really over the top like he is and I, and and it may be where does it cross the line where he's an offensive it, portrayal or a caricature i watched it i, I didn't think it was
1: offensive. i don't i it didn't come across as offensive i mean drag queens are kind of over the top I mean, that's kind of the point of like well i know i know yeah but i in, mean th- that in a good way not like a negative i mean that's that's kind of part of the part of the deal there, right. right so i yeah. mean it, it didn't come across to me as like Oh my God! Like you shouldn't be doing that or acting that way because that's just
2: well, and and, we were, and also we were talking about um, earlier. We we're talking about how movies, even recent ones, like they throw out gay slurs as insults. Like um, even the movie The Hangover, which is celebrating its tenth anniversary. I mean, they have there's a few gay insults thrown in there, and it's like I was watching uh, the Monster Squad, which is kind of a kids' movie from the '80s, and the kids are using gay slurs derogatory towards each other. It's just really interesting how the culture has shifted and changed
0: mm-hmm. yeah. um, to be more inclusive and less offensive. I well, think. So I think I was going to say though is that uh, only five percent of the population, statistically, is gay or bi or trans. So you're just not going to have that many actor as many actors applying for roles, and so like,
1: I, I mean the the I guess the counter arguments that would be. Um, of the population that is an actor or an actress, I mean the the percentage of LGBT people is probably higher though than the general population. Yeah, I would yeah. So. think
0: so. Yeah. yeah, but also, and the other thing too is that like your sexual preference also isn't always obvious. Like going into, I'm just thinking of like auditioning, right? Like well, they're not necessarily going to know true. who's like if it's a gay role, they're not. They're probably not going to ask. No, Are and, you it,
2: gay? and yeah. I know that, and I'm not. And again, I'm not. I just, yeah. I just kind of made me wonder because it was kind of, I was kind of, kind of dawning on me. I was like, well, almost every gay role you see in a movie is played by a straight actor. You mm. know, I, I don't know, and maybe I'm wrong on that, but it just really seems that way. So, yeah, but I mean, it's part, of, it's
1: part of the conversation. I mean, I think there's yeah. definitely opportunity where, you know, one of my favorite films on this list, "Calling by Your Name," are two straight actors, right? But um, were there gay actors who could play? those roles i think so but i, I don't think it was a, a, you watch you watch a film like that i don't i don't think you're like oh my god those are two straight guys like I'm, they they come across me as i mean they're definitely believable yeah um so
2: i, I especially timothy chalamet so yeah I, he was awesome in that movie we'll get to that yeah okay all, all right next scene. movie then all right
1: uh milk Milk is Milk. Milk is a good movie. So, uh, yep. for those who haven't seen it, here's a quick synopsis. In 1972, Harvey Milk, played by Sean Penn, and his then lover Scott Smith, leave New York for San Francisco, with Milk determined to accomplish something meaningful in his life. Settling in the Castro District, he opens a uh, camera shop and helps tr- transform the area into a mecca for gays and lesbians. In 1977, he becomes the nation's first openly gay man elected to a notable public office when he wins a seat on the board of supervisors. The following year, Dan White, Josh Brolin, Kills Milk, in Cold Blood.
2: I I really, really like this movie. Um, this may be... It, it, Gus Van Sant, um, you know, this and Good Will Hunting are probably his masterpieces. Um, but I just, I really do love this movie.
1: Yeah, I think dus- yeah. Dustin Lance Black wrote it, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, right? And he's... Mm-hmm. Um, I remember his acceptance speech for... Um, was original screenplay mm-hmm. and just and I think it was 2008 or 2009 and him and Sean Penn and just I think they're at the Oscars and just you know thank you for for recognizing this film and how it's important and, and I remember I watched the, the movie the very first time I watched the movie like the first three minutes like I was I was teared up like that scene with Diane Feinstein, Feinstein yeah you know saying that Harvey Milk um, was was killed and just seeing that footage like the real life footage from 1977, 1977 it's
0: just it's it's you know very emotional it, man and Sean Sean Penn's performance was amazing i mean he completely transformed himself into this into this and I real thought, life character and i thought Josh Brolin did a fantastic
2: job as well yeah. like he he grounded that character and 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 also um you know Gus Van Sant is a is an openly gay director too so um, I, I think maybe as far as representation, it seems like writers and directors are more openly and more about that than the actors on screen are. So I don't know. I don't know if that's true or not. That just seems like the perception. But yeah, this this movie is fantastic. It is it is a great movie, um, and and it's not you know uh, it's it's an important thing because it's you know 77 i mean that's still a pretty recent thing for to be the first openly and then he was assassinated anyway it's still Mm -hmm. these things aren't like way far past history this is recent stuff so but anyway that's yeah i really do like that movie though a lot
0: i like the i like the way they portray the gay scene in san francisco too like they just kind of portray every aspect of it and like just the complexity and it's not they don't just make these all into like social heroes completely like they have their you know they kind of have their weaknesses too or their or just them showing like you know kind of the dirty photos just you know passing around like normal people do with normal dirty photos but they just happen to be uh gay
2: that reminds me (laughs) sorry that reminds me of how you and i met dirty
0: photos what
2: that reminds me of how you and i met yeah in the Go ahead. In, in the us, Charles in the Castro district, Hi. you don't remember that?
0: You, what, sorry, what?
2: <laughs> well, it was the I, I don't know why you were in San Francisco. I I was there at the time in uh, in the Castro district, and I um I was you know looking at you know dirty pictures like you do, and uh, Charles <laughs> and uh and you just you happened to want to share some, and you said hey no, uh, you said hey are you using that? And I, I said no 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 I'm good. <laughs>
0: No, what it, what you thought it was a dirty picture is a box of Zatarans. Oh, I was trying to see if it really was the San Francisco treat, oh. and like I was going around doing research, asking no. everybody. No, I thought it was, that, was. I
2: thought that was rice roni. Is it rice roni? It was. Zatarans, I think, is New Orleans, right? I don't know. <laughs> are you even in the same
0: state? Is, uh, is it Rice Aroni? San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's Rice Aroni.
1: <laughs> is the San Francisco treat.
0: Zatarans is they Louisiana. Are not, they are not yeah. a sponsor. Neither Zatarans nor Rice Aroni yeah. is a sponsor of the Good About Podcast. So I want to make that clear. But it, yeah, but we are. We are open to sponsorship. We love our rice here. Zatarans and milk <laughs> sounds good. Anyway, wow. no, but like I don't know. I, I just like it was a very realistic, yeah. uh, biographical movie.
1: Yes, yeah, it, it was, was it was nitty gritty, you know. wasn't this perfect, you know, depiction like you said of San Francisco and life and nothing. You know, it's not easy. And um,
0: yeah, I enjoyed and it. Who's, who's the guy that uh, that he that Milk ends up dating that hangs himself? That character was like heartbreaking. It's Emil Hirsch, right? Yeah, it's
1: Mil Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's he, gay, right? Like, I think he's gay in real life. Is he not?
0: I don't think he is.
2: Oh. Um, I don't mean to out him if he is. But. He's the one that was in Into the Wild, right, Kelly? Is that him? Same actor? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. If, if that, he is, he is. I didn't, I didn't think he was, but he's, yeah. Like, uh, he is, that is a, yeah, that's a heartbreaking
0: character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, c- because Milk was so, like helpful and passionate to everybody who who wanted help and so he like he was just giving of himself to this to this kind of toxic relationship of this guy who just you know i don't know man that was like you could just see that really happening it's crazy
2: all right what's uh it's awesome Guys, anything else no the way he
1: looks is the next film okay i have not seen this one so this is a brazilian film it's a foreign film so real quick uh, Leonardo is a blind teenager searching for independence. His everyday life, the relationship with his best friend, Giovanna, and the way he sees the world change completely with the arrival of Gabriel. So, Kelly, I think you saw this one.
3: I did see this one.
1: What'd you think? Um,
3: so, in full disclosure, when I first started it, I, I wasn't really it seemed a little bit like a lifetime movie to me. There was like too many things at once. Like he's gay and he's blind and like all these other things. And he wants to live abroad and he has, compl- it just, it it was like, I, I, I don't know. But yeah. the more, the more it went on, the more the characters were developed, the more they kind of wormed their way inside my heart. And, and I, I mean, I did like it. I liked it a lot. Um, I liked the fact that um, we see Leo's, Internal struggle, and we okay. see all the things that he's grappling with. But we also kind of see Gabriel's struggle as well. Like, it's some of these were a little more one-sided. It's like a, you know, a story focused on one character's either realizing that they're gay or um, you know how they're dealing with it outwardly after having known for a long time. But I don't know. I thought it was really well-paced and well-rounded, and you you kind of. It shows so much of the insecurities that we all have, and just
1: right. I, I the other piece I think is important is is the um, representation of those with disabilities, right? In the LGBT community, and so you know Leo's blind, and um, it, it it shows him having to, you know, have a relationship with someone that he that he, that he can't see, right. And, and how he struggles at school and how, but how he's really successful with that at the same time. And, um, it's really kind of heartwarming, right. To, to, to see someone going through these struggles and, and to be able to find that person who, who, you know, gives them the love and support that they need to, to grow. Um, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, and it's, it is, you know, to your point, like it's, it's kind of, uh, lifetime feel like it's 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 you, you kind of know where it's probably going to end um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of predictable in that sense but um it's it's an enjoyable film for sure i think
3: Yeah, and you know his little typewriter that he has, and Mm -hmm. the braille, and kind of trying to teach Gabrielle how to read the braille, and um, it was so sweet them going to watch the eclipse together, and Gabrielle kind of like (laughs) explaining what an eclipse even is, and there were just so many tender, sweet little moments that I really, I really did enjoy. Yeah, Um, I feel like I, I I wish I spoke. Was it Portuguese Portuguese, or just 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 a certain because I I don't know about you, but the the subtitles that I watched, I didn't really feel like they were probably very accurate because Mm -hmm. it was not how people really speak. It was like, hello, teacher, how are you today? You know, like just just did not sound like casual teens talking whatsoever. So I felt like maybe something was lost there, but who knows?
1: Well, that's forgivable, but... Yes, totally,
3: totally. I I would recommend the movie. I I like it overall. All right,
1: cool. All right, next film. I'm curious how Charles feels about this, because we watched... I think we watched this one first, and (laughs) I, I didn't know how you felt, but it's Getting Go, The Go Doc Project. A shy young man schemes to meet a hunky dancer known as Go under the pretense of filming a documentary about him and New York's nightlife. As the two grow closer, the line between subject and filmmaker becomes increasingly blurred. So I, I've seen this film many times. I love this film. Um, it's shot in a documentary style, so it's, um, you know, handheld camera, phone cameras, things like that. Um, as as uh, Doc, as he's called, um, Tanner Cohen, um, is, Great Scott! <laughs> is, you know, trying to... He's, he basically says at the very beginning, like, I, my problem is that I get infatuated. And he gets infatuated with his go-go dancer you know, he goes by the name go and he basically stalks him online, sends him an email and he gets invited to go to the club to see him dance. And he basically pretends that he's going to be doing a documentary about go, go dancing. And he kind of just falls in love with, um, with, with go, but essentially gets his heart broken because, um, you know, they get really close and then go kind of, you know, cheats on him. Um, but they're not really together so it's 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 definitely interesting but i i love like even the film itself just the thing that gets me with this film because i'm a big music person is the music so it's it's the uh uh, the band is is called she that's the name of the band and um their their music is just so dark um but it, it i don't know there's just something about it that like draws me to the movie and it definitely adds some depth um i think to the film but i i really love this film um I know parts of it were probably a little awkward, but for you, maybe you watching it, um, not sure, but yeah.
2: Um, have you ever seen a movie made me awkward? Like I can't, uh, cause I remember when we saw call me by your name and you yeah, warned me was about like, the Peach yeah, scene. Uh,
1: there's going to be this scene coming up and it's Peach. like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Um,
2: because then but, when we uh, watched Ito uh, Mama like, the very yeah, first scene, you were like, yeah, this is nothing to the peach scene.
1: But this is also one of the films where the, the, the main characters are gay in real life. So Tanner Cohen, who's been um, in several films, like, Where the World Mine, is one that stands out that I love. Um, but Matthew Camp, who's actually a really successful go-go dancer, and it actually is kind of a documentary about his life, which is really, like, he does Meta. That, Like, it's... that's his life and there was a new york times article about him i read it to you that night like Mm -hmm. we watched the film uh from like three months ago and talking about how he's like taken off on instagram and um you know he he's you know really famous essentially um in the lgbt uh, world uh with you know his his dancing and, and popularity from the film so
2: but what are your thoughts well normally i don't like um i don't like the documentary style typically that's why, like, even, like, Cloverfield. Like, I know you love Cloverfield. I man. love I just don't normally oh, like... It's a great movie, I Charles. Don't, I don't... No, and I like it. I like it. I just don't normally love the found footage thing. I find myself always wishing it was more traditional. Even, like, with, like, Blair Witch or any of those movies. Having said that, though, once I got past that part, that... Then I liked the movie a lot. Like, the... You know... Because, again, I thought, the, I thought the characters were great. And I could really relate to the main character in a lot of ways. Especially, like how it ended and how you know it's about like finding yourself and and growing up and all that stuff it in a lot of ways it could have been him doing a documentary on us on you know on a a female dancer it's the same thing it really mm-hmm. um he felt very real to me um the main character did mm-hmm. um the you know because the go-go dancer was kind of his fantasy and he was building it up so much in his head and he didn't you know, straight people do the same thing and, 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 you know, and then you have to you come to reality and what it really is and what you're dealing with and how you've you put your emotions out there and been let down. All of that I really liked. I did. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, it was just the found footage approach that took me a little while to get into it. Yeah. I, I, and,
1: and we'll talk about this in a little bit um, with respect to Love, Simon, but it's also one of those films that, like, I'm kind of glad it ended the way it did where they weren't together you know like they're amicable but it's a more realistic approach like he goes off to iowa and he you know leaves new york city and he's going to school and he's like yeah you know i think we'll always be friends but Mm -hmm. um you know it 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 wasn't meant to be per se yeah Uh, like we weren't meant to to end up together i like those kind of
2: movies too they do feel more realistic. realistic um yeah i mean it's not a happy romantic comedy by any means no but again, I think it's more about like self discovery and finding right. yourself, and you know, you yeah, because he he talks about like how he's saving himself, yeah. for
1: the right person, right, and then you know, he ends up, you know, with Go and does not really, you know, he he basically gives his heart to this guy,
2: and th- and that's that the he's developed a relationship with because of this film, and it's but, the thing like it's so even though it's about gay characters, they're they're pretty universal, yeah, like oh you, yeah, I, you could swap them out with straight or. Lesbian characters or whatever, and it would it would still work, and that I like that about it. Like it's it's really interesting, yeah. You know,
1: cool. All right. So next movie, Mark, I believe you watched this one.
0: Um, those people. Yes, sir. On Manhattan's gilded upper east side, a young gay painter is torn between an obsession with his infamous socialite best friend and a promising new romance with an older foreign concert pianist um this was i really like this movie so one of my fears you all kind of touched on it uh in the last movie one of my fears with some of these movies were going to be that it was going to be like all about the social justice part and all about the identity of of uh your lgbt identity and not necessarily about the characters um and almost all of these movies like were great amazing movies and handled it beautifully and the characters really engaging um and of course, like Milk is the social justice movie because that's the whole point of the movie is that he was a social justice. So uh, – but but the those people – this movie was – because I watched this and then I watched Love, Simon and I feel like they're complete opposites. Uh, and this movie is, is so realistic. The – I mean uh, – uh, I won't use the word toxic. What?
2: I said – uh oh, does this mean you're not going to like Love, Simon? I Go ahead. No, I'm no, sorry.
0: Not uh, no, okay. not necessarily. OK. 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 But the the relationship between this tortured artist and his and his best friend mm-hmm. who really like the tortured artist character really wants a relationship with with this friend and the friend doesn't want to ruin their friendship by committing to a romantic relationship. And so that's the driving tension. And that's the main story question of the movie yeah. is, are they going to get together? And it had me it, it had me in suspense until the very end of the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was it was just really great and, and beautiful cinematography, too. Uh, beautiful people. Like, they were all yeah. just amazingly good looking people in this movie. Uh, and, yeah. And, I mean, and there was this great. Go ahead, Toby. Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, like, and, and there's that, that tension, right, between the best friend and the main character, and how, you know, the main character finds essentially, like, this other person that he could fall in love with and move away with and have a happy life, but then the best friend doesn't want him to. Like he, he doesn't want to be together, but he also doesn't want his friend to find someone else at the same time. So he's like keeping them in this tension of, of, uh, like, Hey, we, we have to basically be happy together, but not together. And you can't find anybody else either. And right. I think that's, yeah. a, that, that can, can be a realistic thing, right? Like this, these tensions
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: Of, of, and I, to this movie's credit, I hate that kind of character, um, uh, and this movie, I really enjoyed watching it, despite that, right? Like, it's one of my least favorite ca- kinds of characters that are so needy and not manipulative, because like they make you feel for him a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 by the end of the movie, he grows as well, and so like th- that was a credit to this movie, because I expected after the first like twenty minutes, like, oh man, I'm gonna hate this guy, uh, but I didn't. It was it was great. Yeah. And they they deal with like father relationships too, and that there's yeah. a line at the end where. Um, his the the new the the piano player is about to leave to go to San Francisco actually. Mm-hmm. And uh right? And uh where else do you go? It's game mechanic. Yeah, exactly. And and he wasn't gonna say goodbye to him. Uh, the main character wasn't gonna say goodbye, and his mother, you know, talks to him and she's kind of a minor character throughout, but uh, you know, her husband, his father left without saying goodbye, and so she says, Real men say goodbye and so he goes and tells the you know, yeah. the guy goodbye. So that that was, yeah. that was a nice little Perfect little punchy line there. Awesome. So I I really suggest people go out and check it out. Is it on Netflix? Is that where I found it? I found it on Netflix originally.
1: This and the next film, I was I just literally searched LGBT films on Netflix and found these two films and just fell in love with both of them. The Babadook? No, not the Babadook. But the Babadook is is a great film, and I. Uh, a complete side note: Do you guys understand how the Babadook became like a do, gay icon? Do you know what the
2: Babadook is? Have you seen that movie or heard Isn't of it? it? A
0: horror movie. It is. It is. I've never seen it. Is it still on Netflix? I'll have to check it out. If-
2: yeah, but it doesn't have anything to do with LGBT.
0: But it, but it's
1: been turned into the Babadook is basically turned into. So, long story short, um, someone on Netflix or someone you know posted a picture on Twitter. Basically, that when they went to to play Babadook on Netflix. Um, the picture of the Babadook movie was there, but the description was of some other like LGBT film, and so they posted it, and so someone <laughs> created the Babadook and, and turned him into like, "Hey, the Babadook's coming out. He's he's gonna you know be part of Pride now, and he's gonna wear rainbows and all and this so kind of stuff." And so for,
2: for Pride Month this year, the the movie studio actually like re released the DVD. And it's got the pride flag colors behind the Baba Duke nice. on the cover. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I kind of want to get it, even though, again, the movie has nothing to do with it. Right. But the, it's a good movie. It's. Uh, a, I love the Baba Duke. I really you You guys should it's, check it out. We, we reviewed it one year for yeah. 31 Days of Horror, but yeah. It's fantastic. So yeah, so Those People was on Netflix, and then
1: the next movie, which, Mark, you texted me about this, and I'm, I'm glad you liked it, and uh, I know Charles did as well, Closet Monster.
3: <laughs> so... Yeah.
1: Uh, Haunted by traumatic childhood memories, an artistic teenager is driven to escape from his hometown in a bid to confront his uh, inner monster.
0: Yeah, it's a weird phrase, but
1: um, no. This I, is by
0: far my favorite of these movies. I loved this movie. Yeah. The more, the the more, the more, I than, I more than, milk? It, the more than milk. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't love documentaries anyway. I'm not a huge like nonfiction movie person, but okay. Uh, yeah, this movie was great. Kind of, uh, and I love magical realism too in literature and movies. And so there's there's a little, a lot of that. He with the this, hamster and the yeah. yeah. This, so the the main thing is the boy. The boy sees this kind of hate crime happen with teenagers when he's when he's young, and these older kids basically beat up and end up killing this younger kid for being gay. He's this, uh, and when the when the main character is a little kid, he sees this and he like. He he has this stake in his hand, like a like a killing a vampire stake in his hand that he got from somewhere, and he walks and he's like thinking he's gonna save this kid and ends up getting freaked out and just basically witnesses the murder happen. Um, and this is kind of like the driving like uh, the, this is like the monster in the closet, so to speak. He's also gay, which is obviously that's that's part of the title too. But he sees this and he never tells anybody and like, and then we see we jump ahead in time and we see him uh, like kind of struggling with this and it all it all comes out in the end but he has this hamster and the hamster talks to him um and it's like this woman's voice and you know kind of this safety blanket isabella
2: rosalini she's a famous she's a famous actress she's a really good actress that's doing the voice
0: yeah so so like that's part of it and then he meets this this guy at a who um how did they meet wasn't he wasn't he at a he worked at the uh
2: the hardware store right he he lets him borrow his shirt yeah well he kind of
1: takes it yeah and said i'm gonna borrow it but yeah um no i there's something about this movie i just i just loved and and the relationship with the father and the mom and um you know it's one it's kind of weird where like you know typically like in 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 these these kinds of films like the 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 son or the the child is really close to the mom and in this case it's it's kind of not right like he's he doesn't really have a a, his mom left and um right they're obviously like he goes over there but they're not really that close and so he's kind of independent right like he obviously doesn't have a great relationship with his father doesn't really have a great relationship with his mom who basically left and created her own new life with kids and um, yeah. And he's just kind of stuck and he's trying to figure himself out, but he's afraid to because of this trauma that he experienced as a kid. And, um, you know, the only person or the only thing that he's been able to relate with is his hamster, right? Which you kind of find out at the end that hasn't really been there, right? Like it's
0: <laughs> not the same hamster. Yeah. <laughs> Which there was <laughs> a replacement. I'm, I'm glad they glad said there. that, yeah. That was an amazing part of that movie. It's yeah. like this lovingly, you know, this hamster that's the safety <laughs> security. And then as they're doing a little funeral for it, spoiler, <laughs> the dad's like or the who says it, the hamster like, says, the says it. Says it. The same yeah. hamster says it. Right? Yeah. It's like He's like, you know, I've been replaced like four
1: times, right? Like over the <laughs> yes. years.
2: Kelly, did you watch this movie?
3: No. Mm-mm.
2: Okay, I'm
1: just
3: is,
2: You should go. You should watch it. It's
3: really I, good. I, I, I'm, Yeah, I'm intrigued.
2: I um it's so it's kind of like in a lot of movies um, of the same topic, like like in, Lo- in Love Simon, for instance, the parents are very supportive when you know the the kid finally comes out. In this one, and I don't, I'm, I'm I'm sure this happens for a lot of people that they're like the dad is not supportive of him being gay and is very is asking trying to even ask around if he's gay. Um, and so again, I don't I don't know what's more realistic. Um, yeah, it was it was more. I felt like the dad was more gray in a lot of ways, um, right? Then uh, and I don't I don't know, but um, that, that that I like the way that played out, even though it's it's horrific in the movie. But I I it, it felt more honest to me because I again I, I'm assuming a lot of a lot of you know, let's, well, like we watched a uh, boy erased, and that's a good example of mm-hmm. like those parents. Re- that's not on the list, is it? Boy yeah. erased, no. but like that's a movie where when he comes out, his parents just are not okay with it I mean the mom comes around eventually but the dad is not okay and sends him to you know a gay, and, and gay conversion yeah. therapy in this movie it felt like again it felt gray the dad was kind of a screw-up in general yeah. um, so I mean I maybe I maybe I looked at it the wrong way but it didn't seem like that was the main driving force for the way the dad no, was no, you're right. but
0: yeah well I mean you find it <laughs> Something happens that makes him so mad that he, like, picks up uh, – I think it's a crowbar, not yeah. uh, like a piece of rebar, and he's about – he he's, like, about to hit at his dad with it. And I won't tell you whether he does yeah. or not, but the music in that scene, yeah, and the sound right. effects in that right. scene, yeah. it was amazing. It was – no, little... no, no.
2: It was really – yeah. I just – but that was – yeah. But, I mean, yeah. that There was something about it that felt really realistic because the dad at the beginning right. – was kind of, you know, when he's having him dream and all that, there was a whimsy and so you really like the dad
0: and then you oh, kind of see. I forgot about that. That the first scene is yeah. his dad like really endearingly telling this kid a story before he goes to bed and like putting a dream in his head with by blowing yeah. up a balloon and right. it's this really sweet scene and then you jump ahead and it's like like Toby says, you know, there's nobody he can really turn to the right. adults and that's like, what I'm saying. Like, so, so really so adults, like right? the
2: from the first scene, it's like he's close to the dad. You like that scene yeah. it's very Gentle with his son, very good father, and then it's, he's, he's a screw up, and then he's asking around about his son being gay. And I just, I just something about that I just liked, and it felt real. Yeah. Um, which and, and and that's in contrast with Love Simon, which we'll get to in a second. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I so I don't know if you had anything else you want to say about. Cool. No, I I definitely
1: recommend watching this film. It's it's, Ditto. it's fantastic. Go
0: check it out. Okay.
1: Cool. Nice. All right, so. The next film is, by far, even though I'm wearing a Love, Simon t-shirt, um, is my, my favorite. Call Me By Your Name. Um, it's the summer of 1983. A precocious 17-year-old, Elio Perlman, played by Timothy Chalamet, is spending days uh, with his family at their 17th century villa in Italy. He meets Oliver, a handsome doctoral student who's working as an intern for Elio's father. Um, Elio and Oliver discover the, the beauty of awakening of awakening desire over the course of the summer that will change their lives forever. Um, so this, this movie is based off of a book of the same, same name, um, written by Andre Astman back in, I think it came out in 2007. So it's, it's quite a long time ago. When this, this book was written and it, it just, I know, um, uh, it took off in the last couple of years. Um, and I, 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 to be honest, I, there, there's so much about this movie that I love. Um, obviously, um, Timothy Chalamet nominated for best actor, um, in his first, you know, one of his first major films, uh, just, you know, obviously a fantastic portrayal of, of Elio Perlman. Um, you've got the parents who are so supportive of their son, um, the music of the film, the setting of the film in Italy, I mean, it overall is just, I loved this movie, and I can't say enough good things about it.
2: But I'm curious as you, to your thoughts. Did you see this one, Kelly?
3: Yeah, I okay, did. because
2: cool. um, I, I, I want to make sure, because I don't feel like we've heard from you a lot tonight, so I want to make sure we're not talking yeah. over you.
3: No, I, wa- <laughs> all the ones on my list were like all the newer ones just by whatever roll of the dice. And so since we've been going chronological, like we haven't really gotten to any of the ones that I've watched okay, yet, cool. but, um, yeah, no, I, I liked it. Um, I, I definitely agree with all you're saying, like the Sufjan Stevens song. Oh, mm-hmm. it's so good. I, I'm still a little mad because it, it didn't win. Did it, It Oscar? did not. It did not. It should have. I really think it should have, um, yeah. But yeah, the setting is so good. It's so well-drawn. I mean, you really feel like you're there. It's the the creek or the river or wherever they go to just hang out and spend lazy summer days. And mm-hmm. yeah, the parents are, are fantastic. I, um, something I wondered was, was Oliver's character, was it, an awakening for him as well or did you feel like he had had relationships with men in the past i couldn't really tell
1: um it's not really i'm trying to think even back to the book um he he has a relationship with a woman before the movie so it's not really an awakening for like it's one of those movies like i actually appreciate this like both of the characters their feelings it's it's not really a struggle this movie isn't about like your struggle to come out like that's not Mm -hmm. really what this film is about um it just their relationship happens organically right and you see Mm -hmm. that um you know throughout the film um but it but it is hinted like the it doesn't really talk about oliver having any you know previous gay relationships or anything before obviously coming to italy um but he does have a relationship with um a female before and they're they're off and on and so when he visits mm-hmm. Italy, they're off. But when he goes back to the U.S., he's you know it's on again. Obviously, as he as Elio gets that phone call, um, yeah, from Oliver, you know near the
2: end of the film, um, yeah. Which that scene of him the with the credits rolling, him staring in the fire, crying. That's a that yeah. it's yeah. it's great
1: acting. Um, yeah, and and Elio was or Timothy Chalamet was talking about that film, and and you know they they filmed it. he actually had a hidden earpiece so he could hear. The Stevieon Stevens song playing at the end there, um, so he was listening to the music as you know that that scene was filmed. And that's and so cool. Those emotions that you clear, like it, it's a it was weird because the first time I saw it in the theater, I was like, okay, is this the end of the film? Is this not the end of the film? Like, what are we doing? We're just sitting here for like two <laughs> mm-hmm. minutes. Like we're we're sitting here for two minutes watching Elio, but it really is like a masterpiece in emotion on film because you see everything you see this profound sadness and you, the music at the same time and you, you just want to cry. And then you see him like he processes it. And then he kind of smiles as he remembers, like, okay, like I got to experience it. This, this is, this happened. Um, mm-hmm. And then he, at the very end, this is, this is where he breaks this, this wall, right? Like he actually looks directly at the camera, like right before the movie ends. Um, and it's just like recognition of, yeah, that 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 happened like that was that was amazing. Are we sure
2: he's not thinking about the peach, though?
1: Do we know? He might have been thinking about the peach. You okay. know, it's it's winter. It's not peach season. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so longing for it. Yeah, it's 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 like a, but, it's like a gay version of American Pie. Yeah.
1: But the, the <laughs> yeah, the the scene I think that got me was the speech with Elio and his father at the end.
0: Um, now I just—I'm trying to think of what happened because my— don't tell me, but I—I I was going to say I didn't see this movie. I tried really hard to see this movie, but it is available nowhere unless you have stars or want to like purchase it full on. Because like I couldn't rent it anywhere; it wasn't even at my video local video store, even though it was an Oscar-nominated movie. Anyway, yeah. so I wish i had seen it.
1: But the but the speech near the end of the movie with with Elio and his father, and he's sitting on the couch and you know it's just that that scene still like i think about that scene a lot and the relationship that he had with his parents and he talked he talks about loss and how to cope with it and don't throw your feelings away like don't just move on like you have to be human you have to feel um and you have to keep your heart open like it's just so, amazing. who's the actor who plays his father? I was actually going to ask you that cuz I'm blanking because, on the name too. Uh, he he, he had, had a great year. He had an amazing year cuz he was in um three of the... Shape of Water. Yeah. He was in Calling by Your Name um and there's another film. Yeah, he was in it. like three of like, the Like all three were Oscar nominated mm-hmm. for films. best picture, yeah. And then, you know, Shape Is it of Water. Peter
0: Is it Peter Spears?
2: No. No. I, I think you're thinking of many... Simon Spear. But he's played he's played in a lot of uh different movies he's always he's always popping up in different it's things. michael michael yeah something. yeah stolberg that's yes. him that's him yeah because yeah. he was in lincoln he was in a serious man um he's just always fantastic in every role he I've should have it. been
1: nominated for best supporting actor i mean he his character was and
2: the and the director um you know we're talking about openly gay directors yeah. yeah he is and he he made another masterpiece uh, suspiria The remake—that's for another time. I know. I don't.
1: don't, mm. It's
2: not the new one. I don't know if you guys have seen the new Suspiria, but (laughs) it's—it's kind of a mess. I went to see it. I was really sick. I think I had pneumonia at the time. Yeah, I dragged you to the theater. Maybe we should have watched it another time. Well, you—well, you—I was there, and you were like, "You look like death," and I'm like, "Thanks, Toby." And I was like, I was trying not to cough the whole movie because we saw like a late. It was—it's like three hours. Yeah. Well, I
1: was hoping this movie would like. Because we saw the original Suspiria back from the '70s, and it's weird, but it was good. Well, we didn't see yeah. it in the '70s, well, but it's yeah, from the yeah, '70s. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, don't
2: know.
1: I, I wanted you to go see the film because I knew you were looking. We were both looking forward yeah. to it, and I was like, "Oh,
2: it'll cheer you up." And
1: then we yeah. watched it, and it was oh
2: yeah, no, and it, sure. it yeah. The, I like the original. It's weird. The, the new one is not, but yeah, it it's Tilda Swinton plays like three or four different characters in it. One of them <laughs> one of them's an elderly man. And yeah. so they they show they show the man like fully naked like at one point so it's like it's a prosthetic <laughs> penis and it was just wow like it, it was Tilda kind Swin, of,
0: man it, yeah a trip well which she's, funny because like Michael Michael Stolbarg and Tilda Swin are obviously both in Doctor Strange which we'll be talking about in our next
2: okay right. no she's I mean she's we'll great but it's like yeah it's, it's it was even, trippy are we
0: even talking about Call Me by Your Name still no, we're yeah not. well we're talking about the director. I don't know. But uh,
2: um, well, they are going to make a sequel, right? Because there's a sequel book. to So call?
1: yeah, so it's interesting because the the book "Calling by Your Name" goes past where the movie does. So um, the movie kind of ends, and they don't. It, it happens a little bit differently in the book. Like um, Oliver actually comes back to Italy a second time to visit, and that's when he, you know, tells Elio that he's he's going to get married. And in the in the movie, it happens through a phone call and these kinds of things. But um, it goes basically 30 years into the future. And it talks about how they met again. They meet again in the United States, and they recall what happened, and um, you know the feelings that they still have for each other, and, and all that kind of stuff. But the book is getting a sequel. It comes out in October. It's called Find Me, um, and I'm not sure how it's going to, like how it's going to integrate, because obviously there is that part of the book mm-hmm. that goes 30 years into the future, and they meet again for the first time. But Find Me is. Uh, I think somewhere between five to 10 years after Call Me By Your Name. And it's supposed to speak to the travels that they basically have together. So something else happened. So I'm not sure how it's going to how it's all going to go down. But um, but yeah, I, I'm really excited to to read this book. And um, both Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet said, if we ever do a movie sequel, we would love to um, we would love to do it, to do another film. Cool. So and I, I know Luca wants to do it if if everybody's on board, so yeah. Okay. I lo- I love this film. It's one of my favorites of all time. Um one of my other favorites is the next movie, which is Love Simon. Yeah. Seventeen year old Simon Spear. Um his life is a little complicated. He hasn't told his family or friends that he's gay and he doesn't know the identity of the anonymous classmate that he's fallen for online. Resolving both issues proves—resolving uh, both issues uh, proves hilarious, terrifying, and life-changing. So this film is actually based off a book written by Becky Albertalli um, called Simon vs. the Homo Sapiens Agenda. It is a great book um, if you get great a chance title to too. read it. Yeah, it's—I uh, um, read it on one night, and I don't really read books like that quickly, but I read— it's like 350 pages, and I read it in like four hours. It's just, it's a pretty easy nice. read, but it's it's um, it's such a good book. I I literally saw this movie ten times in theaters. Um, I do which, want to read it, which I, I know is kind of wow. It's kind of crazy, but I remember like Charles. You I think you saw it with me like number nine, and then Kelly saw it with me number ten. <laughs>
2: yeah, we couldn't see it at the same time, but we ended up like going different times. <laughs>
1: but there was just something about this film, and I, and I think what what drew me to it is a lot of these films that that we've talked about tonight. I mean, they're they're sadder films right like they some of them end really happily some of them don't there's some kind of struggle that's you know in most of the films where it's like pretty devastating whereas this movie's different and i think this is what uh, made the film pretty successful was that it's 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 more of a happy film like it has a happy ending and that's not a lot of film it doesn't talk about you know it a lot of LGbt films unfortunately they, they focus on depression or suicide or um you know the these these really terrible topics um but love simon is you know there's struggle about coming out but it's 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 basically a love story right um a happy gay love story yeah. like those don't really exist there's not a lot of films out there like this um and it's true. you know I I I love this film and there's there's you know i I had to keep going and see it and I wanted to support in any way that I could and um, yeah that's why I saw it so many times
0: yeah yeah like I think to this this film was amazing to me and the fact that it is what it is and I'll try to explain that in a minute but like the fact that you went and saw it 10 times is pretty amazing like if I were gay this is exactly what I would want and need uh, from like society right this movie it's like to me it was like Ferris Bueller. Like the gay Ferris Bueller. Right. It's yeah. like this. It's like this feel good high school, you know, fun movie. Uh, but it's also about struggling with being gay and coming out of the closet. But most, you know, they reduce that the anti-gay sentiment to like mm-hmm. these two stupid characters that, right. you know, which, which which really works for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I love that scene with the teacher because like you think he's about to say that Simon's about to stand up for himself. But then the teacher just like steps in and is like, you two idiots. And then she like yeah. rails off all this stuff, which is amazing because that's kind of the point of the movie. It's not just Simon. It's like, okay, as a society, most of us are, are okay with this and behind you and like, you know, yeah. and, and, and then just figuring this out as he goes. So yeah, and the other, it was amazing in that regard.
1: Yeah. And the other piece, I mean, obviously like it's, it's interesting because the book, um, you know, the, the other part of this is, is the struggle, but the other part of it is trying to figure out who this Blue character is, right? Like, he, yeah. he you know, posts online, and, and he ends up starting this communication with Blue, and he doesn't know who it is, and he's trying to figure out who it is because he basically falls in love with this guy over the internet. And the book is written like you read the actual emails that are written back and forth, whereas the movie had to kind of adapt that, and how it, was, it was really interesting how they did that. But, um, you know, I don't want to give away the... the uh, who blue is just so if you watch the movie you can you can be surprised but um it's interesting who is revealed to be like there's not a lot of that particularly in the south either right like that's it's just um it's really cool to see to see that on screen
3: mm. and I, I i mean i haven't read the book so i don't know but i i liked the way that they handled the email exchanges and it had a lot of you've got mail in it mm-hmm. i thought mm-hmm. like, right with the that's way exactly that they, what i was gonna say yeah. Uh, Mm-hmm. And I loved that. It was this was such a like a sweet movie. It, Charles, you mentioned earlier the um, the dad in it is so great. <laughs> Josh Duhamel, he kind of strikes that goofy, try hard dad who uh, doesn't hit all the right notes, but he's so well intentioned, yeah. and he makes up for it later. And um, you know, he's not afraid to show feelings and be sappy and romantic. And I don't know, it was just such a such a sweet feel-good movie
0: and i love his reaction to simon coming out of the closet too because it's like he's not immediately okay with it and and that's good but also the reason he's not is like man i went all these i went like three years without knowing and making all these gay jokes i shouldn't have been making and like you know come on dude yeah so like i loved his struggle with it too because he did struggle but he struggled for the right reasons
1: yeah well and And no, I was going to say there's – and what's really interesting too is is the fact that I think to Charles' point um, earlier about straight character, you know, straight actors playing gay characters. So you basically – so uh, Nick Robinson, he's straight in real life. Um, you know, he plays a gay character. you got a gay director, Greg Berlanti. Um, but then these, this, this – basically, and, and this isn't a secret, but there's three people essentially in the film – uh, the film's kind of divided up into thirds where you have, like, it, it explores who could this blue person be, right? And um, the three are Keenan Lonsdale, Joey Polari, and Miles Heiser. Both, or all three of them, um, are gay in real life. Um, yeah. But the main character, um, you know, uh, is played by a straight actor, so could they have moved those around? Like, I, I think that's, you know, part of that conversation piece of, Yeah.
2: And, 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 and you mentioned the, the father Kelly, like, that's kind of what I was saying. Like, this is another example of a, of a, you know, and I, again, I, I'm sure there's all kinds of, when, when people come out to their parents, all kinds of reactions. And this felt very realistic too, um, in a different way from the, from the one in uh, closet monster, um, and, and, in a completely different way from boy race. So there's just some really different examples, um, I, and I do like this movie. This is a very much like, like you know, you were saying, it's a you've got male kind of thing. And that's really interesting because I don't, I you know, when we first saw this, I was kind of saying that, like, there hasn't really been a lot of, like, mainstream romantic comedies or uh, cute meets or whatever. They're, what are they, meet-cutes? Is that what you call them? Um, yeah, meet-cutes. Yeah. Never really been a lot of, like, mainstream, you know, gay versions of those. Um, and yet here was this one, and it's... It's great, and it's you know you, even though it's dealing with coming out and all that stuff. This is another one of those movies like Getting Go that you could have swapped it with a straight role, mm-hmm. and I like that because it, to me that makes everything feel like it's more inclusive. Um, that it didn't, it wasn't singling around like a depressing topic about being gay. It wasn't singling around people you know with AIDS. Um, like in mm-hmm. Philadelphia where it's all about that and dying and all that stuff, you know, this was just a, a happy go lucky romantic comedy movie. And that's great. Cause that to me, that, that makes me feel like, you know, it's, it's becoming more acceptable and, and they're making money and people will go oh, and yeah. see these movies. And, and I really like that. In fact, I think this is an yeah. important piece of film history, um, in that regard, um, You know, probably even more than Call Me by Your Name, just because it's again, I feel like it did really well in the box office, and um, it's interesting. It's just really interesting to me. I think it's a crucial piece. Yeah. So, and and
1: just fun fact, if you read the book, the book does have a sequel. Uh, It's called Leah on the Offbeat, and it focuses on Simon's best friend Leah and her story, but Simon's also in it as well. So. Um. No. and In the Simon verse, as it's called. And when I
2: said this movie did well at the box office, is probably because of Toby by himself, like single handedly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. But no, he got like forty million. I was like, you know, thirty million of that. Well, because like we,
3: yeah.
2: I don't know, like like Brokeback Mountain was one of those like. when that first it's came out. Five. Yeah, joking. and that was kind of like I remember you know it was a gay cowboy movie or whatever, and I don't know that it did that well in the box office. Um. So, like, again, I don't feel like you have to go that far back to where these films weren't super yeah. accepted by mainstream goers. And that's definitely not a happy story either. You know right. It's mean, not. Story. It's not. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. like, so like to tell, like, a happy, you know... Thump, is that only?
3: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. is that yeah.
2: yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, for me, for, like, because this is a happier, much happier movie than Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, this might be the happiest movie on our list, right? Like, they all kind yeah. of... Sure. Yeah. They're, all kinda, be, right? they're all kind they're all kind of depressing like yeah. in in different ways um so you know so that's well, why that's why I think this one's really important
0: and the one note i wrote down about this was how no gay boy's life goes right like yeah like movies like it's movies too, yeah movies on a whole are a fantasy and like you know that scene on the that scene on the merry not merry-go-round the ferris wheel where they yeah. mean everybody's cheering like yeah. nah, that doesn't not only does it not happen for gay kids in school, but it doesn't happen for anybody ever. Well, so, that's what I'm saying. Like, is it is fun? it realistic? Yeah. Like,
2: I, I don't know. But yeah. that's but in this one, it's not the point. And, it, they, and, yeah. it, and, and straight movies about this wouldn't be realistic either. This right. Is, yeah, exactly. It's I mean, like all the yeah, 80s yeah. no, teen... No romantic
0: all the, comedy is realistic. This is you know?
2: like all the 80s teen movies, you know? It's the same kind of thing, and, and yet it's dealing with gay characters. And I just... I, I don't know. That's refreshing. Yeah.
1: I, I, I will say yeah. that the part that was pretty realistic that still got me teared up was when Simon comes out to his friend Abby in the car, right? Like he has to pull the car over and he, he looks at her and he's like, I have to tell you something. And it was just like really profound. And like, that is, that is people's, you know, people's experiences. Um, you know, those kind of moments. And, and it had some, some funny stuff too. Like the, the Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody (laughs) scene in the middle. Like he imagined, (laughs) imagine in his life and in LA, you know, being this gay magical experience, but Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's go to our final film tonight. A Fantastic Woman, which is a Spanish film. Um, Marina's life is thrown into turmoil following the death of her partner Orlando. Mourning the loss of the man she loved, she finds herself under intense scrutiny from those with no regard for her privacy. So who saw this film?
3: I saw this one. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Cool. I, I, did. I, <laughs> I did not. I did.
3: I think for me, Love, Simon might have been my favorite just because. Now Mark's of, leaving us. Uh, of the happiness. Wait, what, Charles?
2: Now Mark's leaving us. No, he's just shutting the door. Okay. So.
3: <laughs> um, But. This this is a close second, or maybe it may be first. It, it they're just so different; it's hard to even say right. which you know. It's, but but I loved this movie. I thought it was so well done. It really it was kind of a slow slower burn, um, mm-hmm. but it had me riveted to my seat. I mean, I was really invested in Marina's life. I was really curious what was going to end up happening to her. I, I mean, I I just don't know. I mean, it, there were so many so many things to unpack. Like she was dating this, uh, much older man who was old enough to be her father. And so that would be scandalous enough, but she's having all these difficulties. Uh, uh, you know, he, he passes her, her lover passes away and the, his family that he has left behind doesn't really know anything about his relationship with Marina, doesn't know the circumstances under which he died. And so there's all this blame and angst and, um, was really heartbreaking to wa- to watch her go through all of this.
1: And, yeah, it, it was, it's, you know, I think I might have been wrong when we said that Getting Go was the only one where the, the actors are, are gay, but I know, I know the main character, the actor who plays the main character is a transgendered female. Um, and I, I believe this film won Best Foreign Picture, foreign film at the Oscars, if I'm not mistaken. I don't remember, to be honest, um, but yeah. At this past Oscars. Right. And... It's it's on one hand like I was surprised by there there's a struggle piece right like okay this is trans you know she's transgendered and she um, is subjected to you know these body searches and having her privacy you know just basically thrown out the window but at the same time it was like there were scenes where some characters are super accepting. Um, you know, of of who she is, and and this is in, you know, modern day Spain, um, like the brother, right, who basically wanted to try to do after, you know, the the, uh, Marina's lover passes away, like his brother, like tries to do everything he can for her, um, because the family doesn't want her to visit, you know, the funeral and, um, mm-hmm. you know, see see his body, but then there, are, you know, there are people basically at the at the funeral home, for lack of a better word, who allow her to see him one last time before he's cremated. And so it's this weird balance of like super accepting, but also you see the parts where, you know, she's walking down the street and she gets called every name in the book and all these derogatory, you know, comments like Charles was talking about earlier. You you see that in this film. So it is heartbreaking at the same time. Um, And that struggle to find, you know, herself essentially.
3: Yeah, I mean, and what about that scene where they, so there's the one brother, you're you're right, who, I feel like in the beginning he wasn't quite sure what to make of it, but then he, he came to terms with it quite a bit more than anybody else. But then the lover's son was a horrible, terrible person, and right. he was one of the ones not only that called her names, but he and his bros drove by in a truck and grabbed her off the sidewalk and took her into an alley and, like, wrapped all this tape around her face and... I mean, that was horrifying. Like th- there was this long moment where she's sta- She's like, I think it was either into the window of a building or into the window of a of car a, of that a was car. sitting right there yeah. and look, looking at her face. That was all because they taped it so tight that the, uh, her eyes and everything was distorted. And there was this, it was very symbolic of how they saw her. Mm-hmm. I, I assume it was meant to be, but it was, I mean, it, it gave me the feels. I could not. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but, I, I
1: enjoyed it. Yeah.
3: What, what did you think about the way, we? you know, no spoilers, but the way that it ended? Did you did you want something different, more or less?
1: No, I, I, I you know, I, I, I like the way it ended. Um, I wasn't disappointed, I would say. I mean, I, I feel like this is the character is so interesting that i would have loved to see because you don't really you kind of start off like obviously in the middle of of everything like they they meet essentially like i feel like in the first like two minutes of the film right and you don't really know anything Mm -hmm. about marina's life before the film and i feel like this character has so much depth um that i would love to see more of it like it it, it, the film could have gone on and i would i would kept watching it even though it's it's almost um but even if we got to see like that that struggle of finding yourself even earlier in life, like that would have been even even cooler to see too. Um, yeah. So no, I was I was happy with the way it ended, but I I, I want to see more about this guy. That was so well acted that um, I definitely see why it won the awards that it did. One of the things like even the way it was shot, like there's there's so much good use of color. In the film, mm-hmm. like there were certain scenes where, like, he had these greens and reds, and you know, I remember that one scene where she's walking down the street, and it's you know she's completely wet and it's raining, and but she imagines her life like she goes to the the gay club, and it's a celebration, and everyone's you know um, around her, and she's you know flying throughout the room, and you know it's kind of this fantastical scene, and then it just immediately cuts back to her walking down the street and realizing my life isn't actually like that. And mm-hmm. you feel like this profound sadness as well. Like, like the, who's, who, you know, she's ex- experienced so much loss um, of this person that she, you know, fell so quickly in love with
2: essentially.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's, I don't know
2: that she won an Oscar. She's won a few different things. It did win. Um, it did win for best foreign language film. Okay. For sure and then there's just you can go through the list it's nominated for tons of stuff mm-hmm. um, pretty crazy but yeah cool anyway there's some good foreign films this year Roma
1: and yeah and you know Fantastic Woman um, I know I'm missing some others but some good stuff this year well that's our list that's uh, our all-inclusive LGBT film list so <laughs> yeah. there are no other gay films out there none, none. <laughs> um, got them all got them all guys good job good job but no I mean this category is is actually more expansive than I think people you know can can even imagine and don't get me wrong there's some pretty cheesy terribly acted LGBT films um, oftentimes they're more like low, trick low budget than uh, than most films but I think this is a category of films that is growing obviously and you know like I said like with closet monster and those people those were films i didn't even had never heard of i literally just search lgbt and and netflix and they came up so i mean there's some there's some gems out there that you know if if you if you if you search for them you can you can find them so well
2: and and um we were talking earlier about um how like bohemian rhapsody was about freddie mercury who was mm -hmm. gay and um yet it was a very toned down movie they didn't it's very sterile yeah, like, they didn't. They didn't. Really, it was PG thirteen. They didn't really address his sexuality much at all in it. Um, and then um, that was by directed by Brian Singer. And then Brian Singer was going through a lot of different things and ended up being uh, kind of taken over by a different director to finish it. Um, and that director, who's I can't think he was Dexter or something, he went on to direct Rocket Man, um, which is the Elton John biopic that just came out. That movie is fantastic. Um, but it's a it's an R rated movie. They they deal with the sex and the drugs head on. And um, I know and John
1: participated in right. making the film too. Right, he, he didn't produced want His life to be right, but he also down. he tried
2: to be hands off because I watched a lot about it. He didn't want to take away from their artistic creativity. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that's interesting is that in Russia when the movie came out, um, they censored the the gay sex scenes in it, and because Russia, it's scene? Yeah, there's no PC. The rush of it being, you know, being gay is outlawed. Um, And uh, so it's just kind of interesting in different countries how they they deal with that. um, But I I think it's it's just kind of interesting that it was a a successful movie, Rocketman. So, you know, even though it had gay sex in it, dealt with, you know, gay celebrity, like people still went and saw it. So, again, it's becoming more acceptable here, um, even if it's censored in other countries. So... Anyway, I just think that was I think that was kind of an important thing, and yeah. I think it's a better movie because it seemed more honest.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, you can check us out at itsjustawesome.com or on iTunes at Good Bad Podcast, all one word, and uh, that's the same for Twitter. Good Bad Podcast, all one word. And thanks again, Toby, for coming and doing this. It was a great experience. I loved it. And uh, thanks yeah. to all of our listeners.
2: Yeah, it was fun. All thanks right. for having me. see you guys later. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks, Bye. guys.